Well, good morning, lovely ones. It's wonderful to see all your gorgeous faces. Okay, this morning I'm going to speak to you about blooming where you are planted. Now, the most hilarious thing is when Heavenly Father gives you a word about something that you don't know anything about. Because blooming, you would associate with gardening and flowers and bushes in your garden and landscaping. I know nothing, disclaimer, about gardening. Um, it actually is one of the things that I dislike doing. So I thought, <laughs> really? <laughs> so I thought it was really hilarious when Heavenly Father a couple of months ago said, you're going to preach on bloom where you're planted. And I was like, don't you need to kind of know something about planting and blooming? I love watching them and looking at them. They're beautiful. Anybody else like looking at flowers and plants and gardens? Anybody love gardening? Have we got any avid gardeners here? <laughs> a few, a few. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay. My mouth is really dry. Okay. Bloom where you're planted. In 1 Corinthians 7, verse 17, it says, Don't be wishing you were someplace else or with somewhere else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. You live you obey, you love, and you believe right there. I'm just going to read that message just once more. Don't be wishing you were someplace else or with somewhere else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. You live, you obey, you love. And you believe right there. Now this morning I really feel that there are some people here who are bloomed in places that they wish that they were not. I really believe that Holy Spirit wants to encourage you and it is so amazing and so, so wonderful when Heavenly Father, before you even began to preach in the prayer meeting, the, the beautiful people that are in there already preach your preach. So if you were in the prayer meeting this morning, you kind of know what I'm going to be talking about. It's so lovely also that when the worship, even though your worship leader doesn't know what you're talking about and has prepped before you've given him the word, things about songs, about his righteousness and his faithfulness and his goodness and his honour and his grace and his everlasting love. It's just wonderful when you know that Heavenly Father confirms the word that he's set upon your heart, that this is what needs to be spoken about this morning. So take heart, beautiful ones. I hope today that you will leave this place slightly different to when you entered and that you will go out encouraged, equipped, enabled, and inspired that the place where Heavenly Father has placed you and the gifts that Heavenly Father has given you is exactly right now, your now moments, and where he wants you to be, and he wants you to bloom in these places and situations. Now, I know there may be some of you that might be standing there or sitting there and saying, yeah, but you just don't know, Jan, my situation. You don't know my experiences. You don't know that every single morning, sometimes I struggle to even pull back the bedclothes and get out of bed. You might be sitting there thinking, yeah, that's nice for you, because generally, 99% of the time, you pretty much have a smile on your face all of the time. You may be thinking... 
You have no idea what my boss is like. You have no idea how my children are. You have no idea how my neighbour is. You have no idea that it is a struggle every single day for me to keep on keeping on. But I have something to tell you this morning that our awesome, amazing, wonderful God has promised that he will never leave you, never forsake you, and he sees everything and nothing Nothing that God does is wasted. In Colossians 3, 23, verse 24, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ that you are serving. Um, there are some days when, for me personally, I've got a beautiful family, three children, ages nearly 18, nearly 15. Oh, sorry, Esther. Praise God that she's not here and she's living it up in big church day out at the moment. And Ben, who is going to, he was 11. I do know my children, I promise. <laughs> I know their ages, I know the days of their birth, la, 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 la. Now, there are some moments in my life that I find myself not in a happy place and not in non-stressful situations and not in situations where everything is all rosy and wonderful, like the 2.4 family that we are advertised in our life with a picket fence and rose gardens all around it. Now, there was this one particular, <laughs> there was this one particular day where um, Esther was, I think it was last, last week, she's coming up to her mocks, um, and she is super, super, super nervous about it. So she was saying, I can't do it. I can't do this, Mum. It's too much. It's too much pressure. It's too much stress. I'm just going to give up. I was like, well, you can't. Your teachers won't let you. I won't let you. And uh, let's just take a breather, and everything's going to be all right. She had a particular um, GCSE that she was doing a little bit earlier, which is her drama. Do you ever find that sometimes when you're coming up to a certain situation, everything goes against you? Like, I mean everything. Nothing goes right. This particular week for Esther was one of her worst, in her words. Her drama group decided that it would be wonderful and, you know, wise to have the most biggest argument the day before their GCC exam and fall out with each other. They decided that they didn't actually like the play that they were doing and that they should rearrange it, to which Esther is having many heart attacks. She said to them, don't change it now. We're not allowed. We can't change it. One friend said one thing to another, and they all started arguing. One said, I don't like you. They've been friends since year seven. Esther's in the middle, trying to be a peacemaker and trying to go, look, let's just get through this. It was just one day. It's really important. We need to get together, and it's all going to be okay. But really inside, what she wanted to do was completely run away. Knowing that that wasn't possible, she said, what am I going to do, Mum? I said, we're going to pray, because that's one of the most powerful things that we have to which she rolled her eyes. How is that going to help me in the moment, Mum, when I'm standing, when no one's talking to each other and no one actually really wants to do it? I said, because our God is bigger 
than our situations. Our God is bigger than your friends. Our God is bigger than the situation that you're finding yourself in. And though the enemy would want you to think that you cannot do this, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I quote this one quite a lot to my kids. I think they're a little bit sick and tired of it. But it's the truth. And it's a promise. Oh, by the way, if anything that you agree, you are allowed to say amen. Because as you know, I am like, well, you know what I'm like. Thank you. Not going to be able to do this if I don't see that I'm either saying the right thing or whether you're agreeing with me or what, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Right, last thing I said. What did I just say? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> and amen. Hallelujah. What's Esther? We're not going to think blah, 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 blah. Oh, yes. Okay. Is what? Christ's strength. We can all do all things. Hallelujah. Do you want to come and... <laughs> because the one thing that we all need to grab hold of is we are called for purpose. So turn to your neighbor and say, you are called for purpose. Oh, and then you can actually speak over them. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Is that right? Am I quoting that right? I dare not quote the scripture right because that's, that's like bad, isn't it? We are called for purpose and what we bring to our everyday situations is awesome, is wonderful. It's just mind-blowing sometimes. So this particular day, sent Esther off on a Tuesday to go and do a GCSE, which she tells me the night before is actually her real GCSE. I love my Esther, she's funny. I was like, it's your real GCSE? She's like, yeah, we're doing it early. I'm like, of course you are, of course. And then I'm like, see, it all makes sense. This matters. That's why everything is coming against you, because it matters. In our life, when we have to do things that matter, there is something of principalities and powers that do not want you to do the thing that matters, that Heavenly Father has ordained in heaven and given you. Thank you. <laughs> in Jeremiah 29, 4 to 7, verse 11, it is not the verse that I'm going to talk about that says about, um, for I know the plans I have for you. It's the bit before. Now, God's people were in exile. Jeremiah was a, thank you, the word just escaped me, was a prophet. All of the other elders and uh, prophets, thank you, husband, were going around to the people and saying, don't worry. This is where we need to be. It'd be fine. You know, we'll get out soon. Don't panic. And Jeremiah was like, uh, no, 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 no. Here isn't where you're meant to stay. You're in exile. Where you're going is a greater place. But, did I give you that, Dave? Jeremiah 29. What, what? Jeremiah 29, 4 to 7. Sorry, Dave, that was my bad. Oh, yeah, those prophets were false. Do you ever have people saying, like, not helpful things to you? Like, don't worry about it. Just, you know, let it go. And God's going, don't let it go. Keep going. Keep persevering. Don't worry, Dave. 
It's fine. <laughs> the one thing, there is a, a word in there that talks about shalom. is a massive word. It means peace and prosperity. It means wholeness. It means goodness. And it means blessing. And this is what God gives us in situations. The reason why we pray is that we can shape and we can change the situations around us or circumstances around us. Don't try to run away or to be in your comfy Christian corner. That is not what God has called you to be. We are called to be involved. We are called to be distinctively Christian. What does that mean? Like, Jan, what do you mean when I say distinctively Christian? We're to be Christ-like. We are to influence. We are to love. We are to use the gifts that God has given us. And if you don't use them, then you're going to lose them. You are to bloom where you are planted. Our principle of living on every single day from Monday to Sunday isn't about just getting through. It's about being more than conquerors through Christ because of him. It's about being encouraged. It's about equipping and enabling. It's about coming alongside. It's about saying, I am not going to allow these situations or circumstances to dictate to me that the Heavenly Father has purposed upon me in anointing. Be encouraged, beautiful, beautiful ones. You have God-given gifts, each and every single one of you. That may not be that you are standing here. It may not be that you are standing where Drew was. It may not be that you are a boss. It may not mean that you run a gigantic company. It may be that you simply stand at a bus stop and you turn to the next person and you say hello. It may be that you are a grandma and you pray for your grandchildren. It may be that you are just a person who goes to the local shop and says to the lady standing behind the cashier desk, how is your day doing? Now, you will know I hope you do anyway, that many things happened to me in Lidl. <laughs> All my life. I can't just go shopping. It just doesn't happen. I pray for the day when I can just go shopping. But as I'm standing here, I can't just speak to you if I'm not living what I'm speaking to you. So... Glory, glory. I am walking around Lidl trying to remember the things I should be buying and not the things that I want to be buying. <laughs> so we get near the pizza thing. There are two women. One is saying to the other one, I've told you like a million times, I don't like deep pan. The other one goes, well, I do, and I'm getting it. You can't get it. I told you I don't like it. So I'm standing here going, oh, yes, Southeast London people. 
Oh, oh, do you know, I was with my beautiful friend, she's there, um, a couple of, um, I think it was last Saturday, and uh, we were at, I've told somebody else this, oh, it just cracks me up, because, because it's all about you being you, right, so we were at, um, oh, don't you just love when Jesus says, and I'm not going to let you remember what the place is called, <laughs> Becky, what's the place called? <laughs> yes, that day. Thank you very much. We were in St. Paul's Cathedral. I mean, oh my life, how can you forget St. Paul's Cathedral? Like, iconic building in London. We were in St. Paul's Cathedral at an event called Thy Kingdom Come, and it was amazing. The worship was beautiful. The prayers was great. God's presence was there in this glorious, like, it's been one of my things to actually be in, in. Not like, I've been like in, but like in, in the middle of it. Anyway, it was great. It was wonderful. Anyway, at the end of the service, right, there was a... Um, Bishop of London, London Bishop person, and uh, she played a blessing over everybody, which I can't remember what it was, but it was lovely. And um, all of a sudden, from behind us came this beautiful, glorious sound. Oh, and I think the end of it is something like, and, be, and may the peace of God be with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from here comes, and with you! Big on Southeast London. I was like, yes for the Southeast Londoner. I was like, come on now. See, you could say I'm stretching the example, but I want to make my point and really, really know that you will grab hold of this, that she bloomed when she was planted because she wanted to pray that blessing back over to that woman who had given to us. Lidl, okay. Pizza, thin, I don't like it. You can't buy it, I'm going to buy it. So the Lord says, ask, <laughs> ask them about salad. I was like, <laughs> Jesus does this to me quite a lot. It's very embarrassing. You know what it says? It says something in the Bible about I'll be a fool for the Lord or, you know. Yeah, that's me every day. I don't want to do that, Jesus. I'm not going to ask these ladies who look like they may about have a fisticuffs over pizza, whether they're going to buy it or not. Ask them about salad. <laughs> so, you know, the thing with Jesus and what he does with me is, is when I can't or won't or argue um, and don't want to do something, he, he firmly cements my feet to the ground and I can't move. I physically can't move. Whether I want to, I can't move. Ask them about salad. No. I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> Ask them about salad. <laughs> so I was like, I can't just go in with salad, you know. Crazy lady. Mm. So I go, oh... It's really, you know, like, oh. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you're trying to make a decision and you want to, you know, just decide what you want to take and one wants one and one doesn't want one and I can, sorry to disturb you, but I can just hear that you're sort of like arguing over, you know, you like thin, this person doesn't like thin. With your pizza, do you, do you have salad? Well, I 
do, like, I have salad, and, uh, but I can't eat tomatoes because I'm allergic to tomatoes. They're like, you're allergic to tomatoes? I was like, yeah, long story, won't go there. Um, and so this, the woman who was asking, I want thin, I, want, I don't want you to have thin. I told you a million times, you, we don't like it, it's too thick, blah, 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 blah. But the salad, you know, do you have, do you have salad with your pizza? And it just wouldn't go. Inside, my heart is going... <laughs> they are going to think I am a mad person. I'm like, the things that Jesus gets you to do. It's never boring. <laughs> ever, ever. The one who wanted the thick pizza sort of lent... I don't even know how she did it. It was like, how did you... Anyway, she sort of lent round to me and she went, do you know what? I prefer salad over pizza. I was like, oh, awesome. So why don't you buy the salad and, and then this lady can buy the thick deep pan pizza. You don't have to eat it. I never really thought about that. <laughs> I mean, these are grown women. Like, <laughs> right. you know. How did you know to ask me about salad? voice inside, tell them. I'm like, oh Lord. Well, I was like, I, uh, do you know God? So the woman who was like, you can't buy the thick pan of pizza, went, oh, you're one of them. I said, yes, I am. I said, what does one of them mean to you? And she went, one of them religious nuts. And I said, I'm not religious, but I am a nutter. (laughs) 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 Oh, my days. And she went, nah, she said, nah. She says, you is different. There's something about you that is slightly different. She went, one, you've got like a gigantic smile on your face. I said, to be honest, I said, I think it's nerves. (laughs) And she went, what? I says, well, I didn't know whether you was going to punch me because I come in and interrupt your conversation about whether you know need to buy salad. Tell me a bit more about this God that you like tells you about salad then. How long you got? In Lidl, you only have an hour and a half for your car. So part of me is going, Jesus, I know you've done this for me before. You stop the time. Because now is an ordained moment for Jesus Christ. So I told them about my Jesus. I told them every single day. He walks with me, he talks with me, and he guides me. He goes before me, and he goes beside me. And he tells me things like, ask them about salad. The lady that said, I prefer salad to pizza, she said, do you know what? She said, you, you brought something to me today. I said, oh, good. What did I bring you? She went, I can't quite describe it, but it's something inside. And... Um, I bowed to myself, I'm not going to get emotional. (laughs) She said, my life is, my life is full of pain and heartache. And she said, when you asked me about salad, she said, there was this thing that came over me that I can't describe what it is. I said, I believe that's the peace of Jesus Christ. That's shalom. I didn't lead her to Jesus. That wasn't my job. I don't know if anybody else 
had been planting seeds into that lady's life or that other lady's life. I don't know that part of the journey. But one thing that I do know is that in our obedience, when God tells you to do something, you do it, regardless of what you feel or whether you think that you're going to be silly. You say yes and amen because our obedience is far more important because you do not know what you are doing in the heavenly realms by saying yes. I was having the worst day that day. I'm not going to go into it because it's not worth it. The point is, is that you listen. You use your gift that God has given you. Now I know for some of you, that will be your worst nightmare. For me, it was my worst nightmare years and years and years ago. This is a journey, as you know, and I've spoken about it before, that God has taken me on for many, many, many years. The first time he ever asked me to do something, I was like, Psh, you haven't, no. But you know what? Regardless, I'm going to keep on saying yes to Jesus because that's more important than how I feel. Pope John Paul II said, great social changes are the fruit of small, courageous, daily choices. They don't have to be massive things. But this all stems from our personal relationship with Jesus. We pray to God for our city. We pray to God for Elton or wherever you are from. Everything we do, every contact that we have, every message that we say leaves a message. It leaves a trace. It leaves kindness. It leaves hospitality. It leaves gentleness and patience and wisdom. It leaves joy. Our words are powerful. And we have a choice to choose to be a blessing to others wherever you are. School, work, opportunities present itself. Do you know the third of our lives we will probably be at work? That's a long time. Wherever you are, being a witness for Jesus, anywhere, we can bring people hope. I believe that day I brought that lady hope. Not hope because I spoke to her for me, but Jesus' hope. In Hebrews 6, verse 19, it says, We have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place beyond the curtain. What an amazing privilege to be a witness for our Jesus in our everyday we give our all and our everything. The more you use it, the more it's going to grow. Get involved. Serve. Even in the worst or most difficult situations or circumstances that you are facing even today, we are still to bloom where God has planted us. The mountains that we are facing, sometimes we say, I can't go on. It's too hard. It's too painful. 
Isaiah 50 verse 11 says, The Lord will guide you continually, water in your life, when you are dry, and he will keep you healthy too. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. I want you to picture this. A lake that has weeds grown up to the surface. And if it continues, it looks like it will turn into a swamp. The lake is spring-fed. It constantly bubbles from underground springs. Because the lake is spring-fed, it's continuously refreshed and cleansed. The weeds, now listen, cannot, can not take over. The Bible tells us that we are spring-fed. Weeds of worry, anxiousness, fear, trouble may grow up attempting to choke us and turn our life into a swamp, but it need never happen. We don't need to be choked by the weeds. For God's promises, those who obey him, the Lord will guide you continually, watering your life when you are dry and keeping you healthy too. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. What is this ever-flowing spring? It's the renewing power of the Holy Spirit in our lives daily. Jesus used the same analogy when he spoke to the woman at the well. He offered her living, fresh water. There's a... Oh, it's gone. There's a sign in fresh ground that says free water. We here are not just offering our people water. Those that come over our threshold, all of those who we serve, all of those in our lives daily, we are standing and we are saying, we are offering you Jesus Christ. If you are thirsty, come to me. If you believe in me, come and drink. He will flow out of you with living waters. That is each and every single one of you. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not sometimes, it's constant. It's ever flowing. We are to stand firm. Now, some of you may or may not know that I absolutely love animated films. And uh, I wanna show you a clip just just to show you the perseverance and the absolute strength and willingness to not give up. Oh, I'm laughing because I think she knows what I'm going to show. Okay, can, can you help Dave? Or Dave, can you put, put the thing up? Okay, I'm just going to give you a tiny, tiny little bit of a background. This is the film Trolls. And there is a character called Poppy, and she has to go and save all of the other trolls who have been kidnapped. I'm giving you a very, very short version. Go watch it. It's very funny. It's amazing. Amen. Yes, he's not. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not just for children, FYI. It's not. 
and she's pink. Oh my gosh, she's so full of life and love. It's beautiful. And she's so full of joy. It's wonderful. I could watch it again and again and again. If you can get it. Okay. It's, it's three minutes long. <laughs> I really hope I can do it. Because they're all depending on me. I know that I must leave the only home I've ever known and brave the dangers of the forest, saving them before they're eaten. I mean, how hard can that be? <laughs> Looking up at a sunny sky, so shiny and blue, and there's a butterfly. gonna be a fantastic day such marvelousness it's gonna bring got a pocket full of songs that i'm gonna sing and i'm ready to take on anything Hooray! some super fun surprise around each corner just riding on a rainbow i'm gonna be okay hey i'm not giving up today there's nothing getting in my way and if you knock knock me over I don't know about you, but some days definitely feel like we're tied up in a spider's web. But that's what's so wonderful and glorious and amazing and all of the things that I've been talking about is that sometimes when we feel like the every single possible thing that could go wrong does, we are going to get back up again and we are going to keep on keeping on and we are going to fix our eyes on our living God, and we're going to stand firm. And one of the most amazing, 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 amazing promises, there are many, that Jesus gives us, is that in Isaiah 46, verse 4, 
He says he will, not even a maybe, it's a definite, sustain you. Sometimes we think it's a bit too much. There's a saying that says, don't you tell God about your problem, you tell your problem about your God. Our faith is so vital with our journeying in Jesus. The scripture says in Hebrew 11 verse 6, that it's impossible to please God without faith. Faith is another wonderful, powerful gift from God. Jesus told his disciples that with just a tiny, tiny measure, tiny as a mustard seed, they could move their mountains. This does not mean we go around like a spiritual hulk crashing down mountains. Jesus is speaking figuratively about the incalculable. I, can't, I could say it earlier on. Someone say the word. You know the in. A bit louder. <laughs> I practiced it. I was like, right, as also another thing about me is that I don't do big words. I just don't do them. But God was like, put it in because it's needed. And I'm like, oh, okay, Jesus, hallelujah, praise the Lord, glory, glory. That word, power of God, when it is unleashed in the lives of those of us, you, me, and everybody that we know, with true faith, little is much when it comes from God, growing into immense portions in the lives of us and spreading out like a beautiful, sweet aroma, pleasing to God among those who we are shining Jesus to. You know one of the bravest things that you can do is to keep going when you really feel like giving up. Time and time and time again. We see God's miraculous goodness in spite of our situations. In Philippians 4, verse 11 to 13, it says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's on a full or empty stomach, plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, I think some of you may know my story about my lack of B12 that disappeared out of my body and folate and vitamin D that sent me to the couch for a long, long time in pain that I, can, I can't even describe to you. It was so debilitating. I couldn't take my kids to school. I couldn't get up and do the loading of the dishwasher. I couldn't do a thing. And I had to lean on my husband and many others around me to help me get through the day. I didn't understand what was happening. And I didn't understand why God would put this pain in my body. God is a God of a healer. God is a God of restoration. Why can't I lift my arm without feeling like I'm gonna vomit or faint? The amazing and wonderful and beautiful thing is that God gave me a Holy Spirit, 
beautiful GP in my surgery. She did many tests and then figured out, you have no B12. What's B12? It's a very vital vitamin in your body that enables you to do the things that you need to do. You know about B12. <laughs> Guys, a GP. We're going to give you injections because pills aren't going to do it. What do you, what do you mean you're going to give me injections? What? Now, I don't like fear. I'm just standing that out there. I do not like injections. I really don't like them. Every other day, you're going to have it every other day for six weeks. Every other day. Okay. You'll, you'll start to feel better. First one, when nurse said, once you get these B12 shots in your body, you're going to start moving and you'll get up and it'll be fine. Had the B12 shot. Oh, my giddy aunt. Now, I'm, I'm sorry if there is anybody here who has to have a B12. I'm going to tell you how it is. It is nasty. It's horrible. It's so painful. The injection isn't painful. I'm already in pain. Immense pain. Why are you giving me more pain? <laughs> Jesus, what are you doing? The nurse even says, this is going to hurt. When the nurse tells you that this is going to hurt, it's going to hurt. Are you holding your breath? Yes, I am. <laughs> Please don't. Why? I need you to relax your muscle. <laughs> so I can stab you with the injection. They were her words. I mean, you're fine. It's going through my mind the whole time. He will sustain you. He will sustain you. I have beautiful people praying for me in those moments. Prayer warriors who raise up your arms and stand with you. We all need these people. We all need to come alongside each other and say, what is it that I can pray for you so that you can do the thing that God needs you to do? What is it that you need from me so that you can carry on walking your journey? While I was lying on my sofa, recovering from these awful B12 injections, one thing that the Heavenly Father kept on reminding me is that he wastes nothing. And that's all I had to hold on to. He wastes nothing. I couldn't see how tomorrow was going to be. I didn't even want to look at tomorrow. I couldn't even see how the next 10 minutes was going to be. But the one thing that I did know with great assurance is that my God was with me. And he is with each and every single one of you. You know, the amazing thing is that God is indifferent to how he was back in the Bible times. He's just as powerful then as he was then. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Lord provides for us. He promises to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or that we even think. We are 
the objects of Yahweh's love, with him going before, beside and behind us. We can live, bloom, where we are planted, in joy, with assurance, with contentment, with hope and grace, no matter where we are at or what lies ahead. He has the best for you and me. We choose to stand and believe this. He will enable, he will inspire, and he will equip us to outwork the most amazing high calling that we have, which is to share the good news with everyone that we come into contact with. Whether that is by words or deeds or actions, let's bloom where we are planted, all to the glory of our great God, to establish God's kingdom, that we take up every single opportunity Holy Spirit gives us, and that you do it not afraid, and you do it empowered by Holy God. Amen.